Before we begin, if you like what you hear on the Tin and J-Man Show, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We encourage you to interact with us and keep up to date with the Tin and J-Man Show on social media by liking our Facebook page and following us on Twitter and Instagram at Tin and J-Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Tin and J-Man Show with your hosts Tanner Lee and Josh the J-Man Mont. It is time for another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. The J-Man's here sitting next to the T-Dog. Got anything to say today? I thought you were going to tear your rotator cuff there. Out of the corner of my eye, that was a violent shoulder thrust movement there. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloins, <laughs> seafood, craft beer, or a hand-crafted cocktail, the Dam Landing is the place to be. The Dam Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. The Dam Smoke, here every single weekend, they have ribs, they have steaks. And they had pulled pork, too, did, on Sunday. I did see ribs they had pulled, pulled pork. and looked really good. It is available on weekends. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro-brews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Take in the fantastic views of Lake Manitou in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boat or wheels. The Dam Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Their number is 1574 223 Eight nine five zero taco break is also open. Why did you share all that? Huh? For people listening to the podcast or watching for the first time, was, that is our main sponsor. That is our main sponsor. Josh just went right show. to the read without even mentioning that. You know, I was trying something out, and Tanner, <laughs> the boss of the uh, Tan and J Man show, clearly didn't like it. No, so, I, uh, I, uh, here we are, changing it up. You're like Greg Maddox with an off-speed pitch. You betcha. I am like Greg Maddox. That is one of the most accurate descriptions of me I've ever heard. You're welcome. A 355-game winner as well, playing video games against you. I'm sure I've beaten you 355 no. times at least. No, no. That might be your win percentage against me, .355. What game? Any. All, all Definitely of them, not NBA Jam. All collective. Uh, I do have your uh, number on that. Uh, You've been dogging me. Lately. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Got some birdie bogey for the J-Man. I do. Else. I got to bring out my phone because I don't remember off the top of my head. It's a toughie this week. Light work. You got to pay attention to this one. All right. It's kind of long. I have a short attention span. So there's been so. 16 major leaguers. 16? Who have hit 100-plus homers during the month of July. <whistles> Two of those 16 played for the Cubs. Yes. One of them is fourth in career home runs in July, behind only Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth. Who is it? So you have told me I, you didn't think I'd get it. Um. So this might take the only guy I'm thinking of out of the equation. Uh, but we will see now, won't we? There's a couple. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to stop there's, there. There's really only two guys that kind of pop into my head when you talk about this question. And both of them have over 500 homers. And I'm probably 
way off on it, but mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I don't. What was that? Nothing. That was like an evil laugh. I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. Check out their website, noblenomellc.com. They were at the Kosciuszko County's Farmers Market on uh, the 4th of July, and I assume they will be back uh, this week. They had uh, fr- Fryzy lettuce heads. It sounds right. Um, I w- saw Bryce on Saturday, and he told me how to pronounce it, and I don't remember. Swiss chard, kale, cabbage, cucumbers, kohlrabi, turnips, beets, basil, cilantro, zucchini, and summer squash. Nice little uh, (laughs) J-Man shuffle there. I hated it. Instead of the icky shuffle. Never doing it again. It's the J-Man shuffle. You got a lot of reads this week, you know. I'm already a little parched. I know. No, you got a whole list now to go. (laughs) Ready to get educated. Yeah, I want to know what happened on July 6th throughout the history of sports. On this year, on this year, on this date in 1887, that would have been uh, 33 years ago. Or Good math. 133 years ago today. <laughs> there you go. Wimbledon women's tennis. Lottie Dodd becomes youngest ever Wimbledon champ at 15 years. Lottie Dodd. 285 days. Um, I don't know if that's still a record or not for youngest, but that's it's pretty young to win. It's pretty uh, good. I honestly didn't know Wimbledon was a thing back in 1887. I knew it had a rich tradition in history, but I didn't know what year it went back to, so. Let's see. We got. Uh, Hope you have some ones for me to guess. We'll see. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure uh, how it's looking uh, towards like the 1970s and 80s, but until then, a um, bunch of Wimbledon women, women's. Uh, I don't think you'll do very good. Probably not. Um, 1920, the New York Yankees scored a then MLB record 14 runs in the fifth inning. That's a, a lot of runs in one inning. Nothing route of the Washington Senators. I know it's at least been matched i'm not sure if somebody scored who matched it i don't know i I just know somebody has had 14 because i remember seeing it who won the 1928 wimbledon's men's tennis come on all french final i don't know renee lacoste beats henry i could have guessed 1728 guys and not guess renee lacoste I told you it was a Frenchman. I should have narrowed it down for you. Yeah, really narrowed it. Rafael Nadal. It's great, 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 great <laughs> grandfather. Great, great, great. In 1929, Henry Cochet won it uh, the year after losing to Rene Lacoste. He beat fellow Frenchman, a bunch of Frenchmen, uh, playing in the uh, Wimbledon's uh, men's tennis tournament. Beat France has a rich history of producing good players. Jen Boratra. 1929, St. Louis Cardinals set an MLB record. 28 runs on 28 hits against the Phillies. I know the... Quite a few runs. That's a lot of runs. I know the Texas Rangers during the Josh Hamilton days scored 30 against Baltimore, or at least maybe Baltimore scored 30 on that. I don't remember how it happened, but I know uh, Rangers scored 30. It might have been the day um, Josh Hamilton hit four homers in Baltimore. I know it happened in Baltimore. You should have just said one of them. Said it confidently and stuck with it. Well, then someone goes and fact checks me, and oh, J Man's an idiot. Like me, I was gonna fact check you, but who won the 1931 U.S. Open golf? Tournament? 31. 
Yes, one by one stroke over George Von Elm. Ooh, 31. Second 36-hole playoff, longest playoff in tournament history. Uh, let's so go with uh, Walter Hagen. Billy Burke. Oh. Ever heard of Billy Burke? No. Pretty Pre beat. George Von Elm. Oh, you said that already. Yeah. Pretty sure Billy Burke um, is a guy that was in the movie Twilight, Tanner's favorite movie. I'm pretty sure that's an actual actor. Not movie. my favorite movie. I remember in high school you would I've seen two of them, but it's not my favorite movie. You high on Tanner's rewatch list. No. Twilight. Loves False. Loves uh he he was Team Edward. Is that a thing? You, I think you're right about you, that. I forget the you, characters. You would know. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Nineteen thirty two Cubs future all star Billy Jurgis is shot twice in Chicago hotel room by a spurned girlfriend, Violet Popovich Valet. Well that's not a very positive on this day note. No charges filed. As he laughs. laughs. 1933, the first MLB All-Star game was played. The American League won 4-2. to two. Does not have an MVP. Where was it played at? Comiskey Park in Chicago. Uh -huh. Old Comiskey. Babe Ruth hit. Now it's a guaranteed right field. Yes. With the arrow pointing down. Yes. Because they stink. They're stinky. Um, Fred Perry won this year's, or this year, 1934. Wendell, Wimbledon men's tennis tournament. I'm going to fast forward here a little bit. These are, these are taking <laughs> We're forever. We're still stuck in the 30s. Yes. Um, 1941, New York Yankees team unveils a mon monument to former captain Lou Gehrig in center field. Luckiest man on earth. Luckiest man on the face of the earth. Um, let's see. Who won the British Open in 1951? He was an Englishman. Oh, crud. <clears throat> I don't know any Englishmen back then. Max Faulkner. Mm. Never heard of him. Nope. Yeah. I was going to guess, uh, originally I was going to guess Ben Hogan, so I'd been off. This is a halfway decent one. 1956, MLB Commissioner Ford Frick inaugurates Ford Frick. Cy Young Award to honor baseball's outstanding pitchers. That's pretty season. cool. I didn't know what year that was implemented. 1956, cool. me either. That's my um, favorite fact of the night so far. So far, not a whole. Who won the 1968 Wimbledon women's tennis? This girl is a legend. Um, uh, you you probably won't be upset if you get it wrong. Billie Jean King. Billie Jean King. Tanner gets par. Uh, it was either her or Everett were the only two I could think of as old timers. She female tennis players. Judy Tegart. 1974. Who won Wimbledon men's? This guy's also a guy that. Uh, was a pretty big name. Mackerel? No, Jimmy Connors. Oh. Pretty close. Though. Yeah. Pretty, pretty close. My tennis knowledge is not very good, Tan and Jamie Intro Nation, so bear with me. What about Trying. 1979 Wimbledon women's? Let's go with Billie Jean again. Martina Navratilova. Darn it. Um, Steve Carlton, 1980, became uh, the first lefty to reach 2,836 strikeouts, most uh, by a left team wow. pitcher in MLB history since been passed by Randy Johnson. The big unit. Big unit. That dude was huge. 6'10". 6'10", through 102. I was watching a highlight of him the other night on the Diamondbacks, and he was nasty. He was filthy. The thing coming out like this, I couldn't imagine being a lefty. I mean, we've talked about the John Cruck clip a bunch, but wouldn't be a fun at bat. You think Aroldis Chapman's not fun. Wait till guys... Six inches taller. It's amazing looking back on his Hall of Fame career, how many different teams he played for, too. Yeah, he was a... Usually a guy that good you wouldn't think would hop around that much. It looked like he was going to get traded to the Cubs in... Really? 98. He went from the Mariners to the Astros, I think. 
or Astros the Mariners. I forget which. I will look it maybe, up. I, I don't know what the situation was, but Cubs backed out at the last minute. They did the same thing with Mike Piazza. They backed out at the last minute. That it, was smart of them. It was even on the bottom line on ESPN. Cubs traded for agreed to trade. Was that one who's with the Marlins? Uh, for just yeah, a so. half a – or who who was he with for like a half season? Like, the Marlins? Was it or just like seven games or something? I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, it looked like they had – The big uh, unit was on Montreal. Then, okay. Then uh, – Seattle. Well, it says – I don't know, 1989. That's weird. I don't know what it says there. The Mont- Montreal. Then Seattle – then Houston. Yeah, so it was when Then was, Arizona, then the Yankees, then Arizona, then the Giants. <clears throat> it would have been when he was traded to uh, Houston. Though. Yes. 1991, who won the uh, Wimbledon Women's Tennis Open? I can't even guess. Steffi Graf. I've heard of her. But. She also won in 1996. 1996 in a 2-0 win versus the Brewers. New York Yankees closer, John. Piazza played for the Marlins for five games. Yes, it was when he was traded. I'm pretty sure it was when he was traded to the Marlins or maybe from the Marlins to, because then was he traded to the Mets from the Marlins? Straight straight to the Mets from the Marlins, and then he played with the Padres in 06 and the A's in 07. So when he was traded from the Marlins to the Mets, the Cubs had come to an agreement with the Marlins or maybe beforehand, before he was even traded to the Marlins. Uh, but Cubs backed out for some reason. Yeah, 40 homers twice right on the dots. Yeah, it was pretty good. In 97 and 99. And he hit 38 in 2000 and 36 in 2001 and 33 in 2002, yeah. Then after that, he really declined. John Wetland in 1996 set MLB record 20 consecutive saves. That was the MLB record in 96. Eric Gagne came along. I was going to say, game over came in and beat that one. Uh, smashed it. You just looked at my computer. but who? No, I, did, I didn't see anything. Though. Who won the 97 men's Wimbledon? I'm going to guess between two guys, but I'm going to go with Sampras. Pete Sampras. I was going to say him or Andre Agassi. Andre Agassi would have been the He beat Cedric Pioli. Never Pioli. heard of him. Frenchman. <laughs> Shocker. Uh huh. Not a whole lot. 2000 real estate real estate developer Stan Kroenke, now the Rams owner, announces the acquisition of the Denver Nuggets, Colorado Avalanche, in the Pepsi Center at 450 million dollars from the Ascent Entertainment. Group. And in the following year, in 2001, the Avs brought home their second Stanley Cup over the Devils. 2002, who won Wimbledon women? Let's go with Venus Williams. Serena. Ah, Serena's I, the best. I know I know she is, but I, she it took her a little while to get going, but 2003, who won Wimbledon men's? 2003. It was this fella's first Grand Slam title. Let's go with Federer. Roger Federer. Rafael Nadal won in 2008 over Federer. No. Yes, over Federer. It took him a while because for a while the only place he could eat, he could beat Federer was on the clay courts of the French Open. Probably the best tennis player in the world. Don't uh, quote me on this. Roger, not Roger, Novak Djokovic uh, won in 2014. Um, so it obviously would have been Wimbledon week this week. Yes, 2019. The LA on this day one year ago, the LA Quipper. Quipper it's going to be rough tonight. The L.A. Clippers, in one day, acquired Kawhi Leonard via free agency and Paul George in a trade. Big day for him. So glad that on this day is over. Hit us with the sponsor there, please. I would be happy to. The sponsor of the On This Day segment is Proforma Print House. 
If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company, picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all of your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company and contact them today by telephone at 574-210-3815. Neato. What do you want to start with tonight? Well, let's start with some sports. I'm just going to say news because it kind of the topic involves a few different teams over a few different sports. There's been a few teams, the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians, to put on the spotlight, have been asked to at least review their names <coughs> to possibly change their name. Yes, uh, this is a long time coming. Um, the Redskins, I don't, I'm not a Native American and don't pretend to even know what it's like to be a Native American. Uh, but uh, Redskins is a very offensive name uh, to them, and um, so is Indian as well. Uh, so it's kind of a long time coming. Now, I know Ron Rivera, who's the head coach of the Washington uh, Football Club, um, is on board with changing it. Uh, who the heck knows what Dan Snyder's thinking? No one ever knows what's going on in his Well, brain. he's been backed in the quarter by FedEx. Absolutely. FedEx, by FedEx? Is, FedEx Field is the mm-hmm. – Main sponsor of the Redskins, and then Nike, who... I think it's $250 million um, for naming rights, too. Yeah. Um, And they're saying they're going to pull if they don't change it. And good luck. Normally, even in good times, that's tough to get a company to commit to. Good luck right now during the pandemic getting a company to commit to that. And um, three of his partners are looking to pull out as well, which I think they own like 40%. And Nike took all their merchandise off their Um, website. So he's absolutely backed into a corner. Uh, haven't heard much of Dan Snyder in a while. No. Uh, he's kind of nice. stayed out of the spotlight because he was arguably um, one of the worst owners in sports. I'm sure he still kind of is. But he hasn't spoken much lately. Uh, but I think ultimately, I think by the beginning of the season. They have season, to decide by September. I, th- I think they'll have a different name. Um, and if you're waiting till September, and even, even if you decide to change it, something off the wall right now, Good luck getting all your logos and merchandise and everything out before the season starts. So they need to choose something as close to their brand as possible. The thing is, you won't be seeing people in the stands, likely. True. Um, So you won't have to see the Redskins logo in the stands. True, uh, but, well, you would around the stadium, though. Will will they even be allowed to tailgate and stuff? I'm not saying by the fans, but even their logo on the field, their logo around the border of the stadium, different things around the stadium like that, their logo. How how hard is that to change, though? I was just talking like getting merchandise so people can buy. No, the logo won't be as hard as the merchandise, but the merchandise won't be hard either if they can change the name to be close to the branding colors. Correct. The burgundy in the gold. Which I think that would all they're, – they're not going to go for a complete rebrand. No, That'll that just would be just be – you know. um, But there are some interesting name choices thrown out there. And I asked on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram what some good choices would be, and we got a few responses on Facebook. One said the Warriors, which I even thought of, because one of their alternate logos is the spear. Mm-hmm. But the Warriors has been a name in the past that has been brought up potentially needing change. Now the Golden State Warriors haven't been thrown in this mix, but like the Marquette Golden Eagles, they were the Warriors at one time. Hmm. They were backed into a corner of the change. Really? Mm-hmm. There's been multiple colleges who have had to change from Warriors. When is it getting too picky? 
Um, that's a good question. Uh, like Warriors. I mean, I mean, people are get so offended by everything nowadays. And really, I didn't even think about the Indians until they were thrown in this mix. I didn't even. Yeah, but, I, but, but then with my lack of education on the topic, then I thought, well, what about the Braves mm-hmm. or the Chiefs or the Blackhawks? But the Chiefs is kind of like a a rank, yes, isn't it? So um, that's more of a praising now, thing. Now, I, I will say the tomahawk chop in both Kansas City and um, Florida State and Atlanta. And Cleveland. Don't they do it in Cleveland and, too? And Cleveland absolutely needs to be banned. Uh, that's pretty offensive. Um, now – as far as the Indians go, this has been in the baseball circles talked about yeah. for uh, probably not as long as the Redskins. I, yeah. I just – it's only been like five years really. Yeah. And, and really the first time I'd really heard about it, um, South Park did a whole episode on it. Did they really? Yeah. I did not see that. And, and it was pretty interesting because uh, they're so smart over there. Uh, but that was kind of the first time it really been brought to my attention. Uh, now, Terry Francona, the manager of the Indians, which the managers and coach should have no in- input in it at all. I mean, who knows Correct. if they're even going to be there next year. Yeah. Um, but he said it's time for a change as well. Um, I haven't heard any names bandied about, but I think they will review much like the Redskins are doing. And I think they'll ultimately be backed into a corner as well and have to change. What What do you think would be a good – alternate name for the Redskins. I like Warriors. Yeah. Um, I've heard uh, the Washington Lincolns, which I think would be interesting. What, what would you just have Abraham Lincoln's you could, statue? Something of, similar to the Penny? Yeah. Um, which, that'd be weird to have it named after a guy. Yeah. Um, I, I also saw the and, Washington Jeffersons as well. And you know that uh, there'll be people that complain over that? Yeah, people Somehow. that... Honestly, the worst thing to happen to this world is social media. People uh, have an opinion on everything. Thad Mooney says South Park did it when Washington lost their trademark rights. Ah. So that's one. So yes. That was the timing of that episode. Yes, and I do remember that episode pretty vividly. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I've heard of the Red Tails. I like that, yeah. Uh, that's a good one because, I mean, you could keep your same color scheme. I follow one person on Twitter that's a big diehard Redskins fan. He said he'd be happy with the Red Tails or Hogs. I, I like Hogs. I mean, that was the name of their offensive line mm-hmm. during their Super Bowl win, I think in the 80s or 70s. Stick with me, Liz. How about Pigskins? Pigskins. Um, Can cu- kind of incorporate the hog skin. It means fo- that's a that's a nickname for a football, Pigskin. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Hmm? Why not? But then I thought, ah, PETA would probably get mad. But they could get mad at every single animal name somehow if they wanted to. Dolphin. Colt. Colt. Eagle. Eagle. Raven. Bear. Cardinal. Bear. Cardinal. Seahawk. Seahawk. Um, Lion. (laughs) Ram. (laughs) Bill. I mean, mean, yeah. yeah. Bill. (laughs) Bill. (laughs) No. Aren't Buffalo. What is Buffalo Bill's mascot? It's a Bill. The Buffalo Bill's. What the heck's a bill? Is it like a buffalo? What, what is it? It's <laughs> Am like I a, stupid. <laughs> the, their mascot's like a buffalo. It's like a buffalo. I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna bring, Google buffalo bills. I don't even know how to explain this to you because I'm just shocked by that you brought this up. Dolphins play them twice a year too. Oh, it's like a uh, it's like a buffalo. Yeah, what I've just been saying the whole time. 
but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with all this. Um, yes. Yeah, it, it, I know that it's kind of been brought up to the public before, but it seems different this time, more serious with everything going on. And I think it's actually going to happen. And I think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it, de- now, definitely with the uh, Washington team. Now, you're a team. Uh, Illinois Fighting Illini fan. Yes. Will this impact them at all? I haven't heard. I mean, I know they, they got rid of Chief Alina like yes. years ago. Chief Alina, that was probably 2007-ish, I want to say. We were in high school. Um, but somebody dresses up as the chief and does a dance at halftime in the stands anyway. I will say it's very offensive. And I said that out loud to my dad once, and the old lady in front of me ripped my head off. Um, so they're very passionate about it. But uh, I haven't heard anything about um, them having to change their name or anything. Uh, same thing with the Seminoles in Florida State. They say that's not an offensive name. I'm just so uneducated. I feel like I shouldn't even have an opinion on it yeah. because I'm so uneducated. Um, that booty said, how about the Washington Citadel, Sentinels with Shane, Shane, Shane Falco yeah, coming Shane Falco. in <laughs> off the bench to lead the comeback in the second half to get into the playoffs? Yes. I've actually seen that name yeah. mentioned as a That would be neat, but that would be – From the movie re- The Replacement. That would be total rebrand. But yeah, well, it have to be. What it? I mean, you, you wouldn't have no, to go you, to the – I guess you could stick with the, the orange and burgundy, blue or The burgundy and gold colors, I guess. I don't remember what their colors were on there. It was red things. and silver or blue and silver. Or, yeah, kind of a combination of all three. I thought it was orange and something. No, it was not orange. So, it was like red and blue and that, white. That looks an awful lot like That's orange. red. <laughs> it looks like the Patriots' old uniforms from the AFL. It, it looks like a red jersey that's been um, – washed a bunch yeah, that's a good and thing. turned into a orange But we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll we'll keep tabs on this situation. I What, what do you think if the Indians were oh. to change their name, what they could go no idea. to? I'm trying to think. Uh, Something to do with music, with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Could be the... Uh, Cleveland Notes. The Cleveland Zeppelins. Um, the Cleveland... Uh, what the heck's their city known for? No one wants to go there on vacation, according to Joe Kim Noe. Remember that quote? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's the only thing. Don't, don't they have I, – I know Detroit's the Motor City. Yes. But it seems like Cleveland's a big uh, automotive industry as well. You're thinking tires, aren't you? Are you just getting that off of Tommy Boy? No, that, those Firestones were, fire, fire, located in Ohio. The Cleveland Firestones. Pretty cool. Just be a it's dumb. Just be a big old, really dumb, big old tire logo. <laughs> Love it. It'll, it'll be interesting. I don't think the Braves and Chiefs and Blackhawks are going to have to do anything, but we'll see. I have heard the Blackhawks' name mentioned, um, but uh, not overly seriously. Yeah. Yet, who knows? They might just end up having to change all Native American names, and that'd be uh, take a little while to get used to. And but, they can move uh, on to something else to complain about. Yeah. I like to complain about stuff, but uh, not stuff that doesn't affect me, which uh, it just this doesn't affect me at all, and I'm sure it affects a lot of people. But something that's affecting you, affecting me, affecting a lot of sports and baseball fans is the delay of the baseball season. But tonight, MLB Network released the 60-game schedule for every team. Correct. Um, nothing to me is more boring than a – TV schedule or or then a professional sports schedule announcement TV show. You complain about that like you do the power rankings. 
I well, for one, power rankings during the season, sure. Before the season, no one knows. Um, especially, no, usually I would agree with you, but in times like this, when there's nothing to talk when about, they, when they go based off of last year's win percentage, the strength of schedule, it's pointless. Teams change so much, and in these uncertain times, no one knows how the other teams are going to be this year. So it's just it's all a coin flip. I mean, we're seeing guys opt out. We've had uh, David Price is probably the most mo- notable name to opt out so far. Former Cy Young Award winner Ryan Zimmerman opted out. Washington Nationals have had a couple. Uh, we're having just a bunch of uh, testing mishaps with not getting test results back in a couple days, where teams are having to shut their camps down till they can. Um, it's just quite the mess right now, and uh, they came out with the schedule today and uh i'm not even thinking we're gonna have a season unfortunately just i'll i'm still at the point where i'll believe it when i see it uh, i hope i'm wrong because i want sports back so bad this this show needs sports or we don't have a show yes yeah, very well said um but we'll see what happens mike trout had some pretty strong comments over the weekend saying he doesn't feel comfortable at all, doesn't even know if he'll play the full season. Of course, his wife's pregnant. Chris Bryant had some quotes today saying he was he thought coming back to baseball would uh, give him a sense of normalcy, and he'd feel comfortable, but he doesn't feel comfortable at all. Um, of course, his wife just had a baby back in April. Um, Sean Doolittle, Washington National, he's one of the more outspoken uh, baseball players, says th- said that he was tested on Friday, and as of Saturday night, he still hasn't gotten his results back. Uh, so it's just it's just a so big. So they're obviously mess not doing right the now. blood rapid test um, that you get results back within like 15 minutes. 29 of the 30 teams have a guy, at least one guy that has tested positive. The Cubs are the one team so far that has not, uh, which good for them. But uh, who knows what happens if a team. Has 10 guys go down the middle of the season. The, I actually just favorited a tweet here. Um, I forget what it was, but the Dallas <laughs> the Dallas uh, Soccer Football Club, Dallas Soccer Club is pulling out of the MLS's back, I think, tournament because they had 10 players and a coach test positive, so they're completely pulling out. I think it was the Dallas Football Club. Um, but uh, it's just uh, scary times for sports. You obviously want guys to feel safe and uh, feel like they're going to be healthy, but I just don't know how they're going to manage it, to be honest. The only one that's been able to manage it so far is the PGA Tour, and they still have yes. the guys testing positive every week, but theirs is a little different than a team sport, of sure. course. Yeah, I mean, you could easily social distance yourself sure. on a golf course. It, on, honestly, I, I think they could have been playing for months. Where now. it gets weird is the touching the flag stick and everything and – yeah, and because and, 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 a lot of them aren't leaving it in the putt with, they take it out and everything. So that's where it gets. But I'm sure off camera, you're just not seeing. I'm sure they're sanitizing those, but between groups and wiping them down, spraying them, wiping them down, and doing different things. But but so far, so good. The PGA Tour is. I mean, it is different. And I'll get talking to golf a little bit. It's different watching tournaments without fans, but they're doing a pretty good job. Yes. Um, but as we said, the schedule is out. The first game is uh, the Yankees against the Nationals. I think it's in Washington. Yep, Garrett Cole versus Mac Scherzer. And I think that had been announced already, or yep. people had leaked Kind it, of been leaked. Uh, last year, and 
or last week, and you said there's another game. Yeah, on the that, night uh, the nightcap at ten o'clock night. that night's the Giants Dodgers. Giants Dodgers, it's a good rivalry. Um, Cubs open up with a three game set against the Brew Crew. Then they have a four game set at uh, the Cincinnati Reds. They'll be uh, sitting there at one and six, and I'll wish the season never was started. Uh, so <laughs> um, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> Give us something to talk about at least. Yeah, I don't know if I'll want to talk too much about them. But they did kind of catch a break. They host the Cardinals at Wrigley twice and only have to go to St. Louis once, which with no crowd, who knows how that's going to affect. I would say as far as crowd in home field advantage, I would say baseball is probably less than um, basketball and football however you do get the last at bat when you're at home in True. baseball so it kind of evens out but as far as playing in front of crowds and stuff um definitely baseball is less so uh now it'll be quite the adjustment for teams like the cubs yankees um cardinals where they're used to having forty thousand in the well, what's every gonna be game. weird if they are able to have a season and get through the season is the postseason that's right. gonna be weird that's going to be strange. Well, I mean, we're going to see teams in it that if they would have had a normal season, they would have been. The atmosphere place. and environment will be weird. Sure. I mean, uh, play, playoff baseball is fun, the and <laughs> then you're going to get nothing in the crowds. I mean, the place isn't going to be rocking. Yeah, and be... who, a lot of these players, uh, maybe not a lot, but um, I think you're going to see more injuries just because sure. the adrenaline levels will not be nearly as much as what they were, yep. uh, as much as what they would be. Um, a lot of athletes fans. thrive yes. off of the that's uh, where they atmosphere. Get, that's where they get their energy. Now, I think we will see some cool stuff. Sure. Um, hear some cool stuff. Like the Cubs were playing a scrimmage. Of course, no fans or anything. But Albert Almora uh, swung and his bat went flying. Whole dugout was cracking up laughing. Sure. You could hear him. Uh, you could hear uh, Ross, David Ross, yelling at Schwarber from the dugout. Come on, Schwarbs. Come on, Schwarbs. And you see he was trying to score from first on a double. And of course. He ended up stopping. I did third. like his ghost high five and um, butt pad yeah. he did. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's it's going to be so strange. Um, now we watched a little bit of the TBT, yeah, uh, the basketball tournament, and without fans, I mean, it was different. But at least you have your teammates cheering you on. That I don't know if that environment really needs fans, anyways. Sure. It's sure. more like a organized pickup game. Uh, but yeah, I. I think they're doing a really good job with the whole yeah. organization, organizing of that and, and how they've handled players that test positive and everything. Now, it does help, much like it'll help the NBA the where they have a bubble sure. uh, where teams will be, uh, where baseball, you're traveling all, all around your area, essentially yes. your regional area, yep. uh, which is different. Um, but, yeah, the uh, TBT was kind of the – well, golf was the first official sport – uh, but it's nice to at least be able to watch some live basketball oh, yeah. from from guys that are legitimately really good players. And I actually kind of cared about last night since Purdue's representative team, even though they only have four guys <laughs> playing in it, the Minimaki, which a little, little plug here, another podcast I have, The Boiler Breakdown, we, we interviewed uh, former Purdue men's basketball player Evan Boudreaux. Who's no playing, free ads. Who's playing – I can do what I want. <laughs> who's playing uh, on the Minimaki team. We interviewed him last week, so that's on uh, – all of our audio platforms and on our YouTube page if you want to check that out. I will say it was a great interview. Had some audio technical difficulties at times, but we did props, the best though. we could with it. And yes. it very 
smart guy, a fun guy to talk to, and uh, Dartmouth grad. Yep, he's easily the smartest of the four. No, nah. uh, but uh, he had eight points and three or four boards last night. So uh, Isaac Haas had a double double, but they were bailed out by a former Washington Husky and a former D leaguer, not G league, D league, and he plays in Europe. Um, is, is, less, is it Justin Dentman? Justin Dentman, yeah. I, I remember him at Washington. He was a really good player. Yeah, he was hitting um, some crazy shots I, last night. Uh, he has the highest point total of a single-game performance so far in this year's TBT, 32. Yes, I saw – I turned it there for like a minute or two, and I saw Bougie try to take a charge. Yeah, he flopped. And he flopped big time. Yeah. And he rightfully got called for a block yep. on it. It was real yeah. late, too. And it was weird hearing a good old Daniel Dockage on the call again. Um, of course, he made a big mistake early in the game and then owned up to it and told Purdue – he told Purdue fans to come at him on Twitter because he was sitting there praising Ryan Smith. Why isn't Ryan Smith playing in this? He was just playing for Purdue two years ago. He dropped, <laughs> oh, he was thinking he, Ron he dropped 30 on Tennessee. <laughs> and then after the break, he goes, I'm sorry. I got confused. <laughs> I, like, I feel bad. I love Ryan Klein. I know Ryan Klein's dad. I know Ryan Smith's dad. He goes, Purdue fans, come at me on Twitter. That's embarrassing. So Purdue fans – took advantage of it and we're just ripping him to shreds so it's kind of fun in Dockich's Dockich's defense um I did that exact same thing when you said you, you were did. interviewing my favorite boiler I was like, oh, crap is it Ryan Klein because I didn't like Ryan Klein or Ryan Smith um Ryan I, Smith was an Illinois killer he was an absolute not too much if I remember I, I I didn't mind Klein as much I just got him mixed up I felt stupid afterwards so. but yeah it's easy to do both both sharpshooters so going back to a little baseball yep sorry um, we're kind of no, that, that's all right. I just saw this on the tweeter. Um, a few notable dates. Uh, Major League Baseball will honor the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Negro Leagues on Sunday, August 16th. Yeah, that just happened. I meant to mention that last week. I forgot. Yes. Um, I think the Negro Leagues Museum is in Kansas City, and I've heard it's amazing. Uh, so everybody go check that out if you're in KC. Uh, Jackie Robinson Day, which is usually April 15th, is now going to be held. Um just saw Friday, August 28th, my father's birthday, oh, cool. um, which is the anniversary of the March on Washington in 1963, as well as the date in 1945 when Branch Ritchie, Ricky, met with Jackie Robinson to discuss his future in the big leagues. So that's a few notes. Um, uh, going back to the Indian's name, I just saw my dad text me earlier, Cleveland Rocks, he thinks would be cool. Ooh, that is a good yeah. one. Not I, bad. I wonder what their logo would be. Would it be... I don't think it'd be a rock because no. you already got the Colorado Rockies, which is out there, the mountains. But um, no one cares about them. You could do uh, you could do some sort of guitar or something. Yeah, I like Cleveland Rocks. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, once the Washington team, of course, I'm not calling them the Redskins tonight till just now. But uh, I was going to say it will take a while for me not to call them the Redskins, much like it's going to take me a year. I, I still call them the San Diego Chargers. I'll still call them the Oakland Raiders. Uh, that one's going to be hard for so me to get used to. It's going to be a tough one. But you don't call the Rams St. Louis Rams. I completely forgot they played in St. Louis. <laughs> that's that's how little that stupid city means to me. And they won a Super Bowl and got to another one while they were in St. Louis. Yes. But speaking of football, speaking of the state of Missouri – some big football news coming out of the state of Missouri today. <laughs> yeah. Big sports news, really, uh, not just football news. Patrick Mahomes got absolutely paid. Largest contract in the history of sports. Not just football. 
10-year extension worth up to $503 million. It includes $477 million in guaranteed mechanisms. Don't know what that means. And the ability for Mahomes to have outs if guarantee mechanisms aren't exercised. So I, I wonder if they're like vesting options or something. Um, I'm not 100% sure. But uh, he got absolutely paid. I've never seen a contract like this. I think we saw Bryce Harper sign a – I forget what Harper ended up signing. Was it – or Trout signed a 10-year $400 million, um, which when Adam Schefter first – um, had his sources say um, Patrick Mahomes is going to sign an extension, 10-year extension. He said it, it will be more than $400 million. Wasn't expecting it to be $100 mil above $400 million. It's, it's, It tacks on 10 years on top of the two years remaining, so really it's a 12-year deal. It's yes. going to run up in the season of 30 or 30. 30 2031. 2031. 2031. 112 years. Well, might as well. Uh, that's uh, a in the future. paying him then. Uh, but Kermit got paid. Yeah, I don't really understand the Kermit nickname. I know you think his voice sounds like him, but uh, I don't. I'm sticking with it. You just don't like him. Uh, uh, he's a very good player, but he plays for one of my least favorite, if my, not my least favorite NFL team. But he's going to torture my team for the next over a decade, over a decade, next decade plus. A guy that uh, is licking his chops to get even just a fraction of that money is uh, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, who did sign his franchise tender. A few he can weeks thank ago. Deshaun Watson and yes. Patrick Mahomes for Absolutely. driving this quarterback market. Would you put? Obviously, you wouldn't put him at Mahomes level. Would no. You, would you put him above Deshaun Watson though? About equal. I would say they're about equal. I think maybe um, Dak's got the leg up a little bit just over experience, but. Not much. They're pretty more darn close. They are um, pretty darn close. They they are similar. Um, I think Dak has more Russell Wilson in him, and Deshaun Watson has more. I don't even know what kind of comparison I can make. Deshaun's more of a gunslinger. He's gonna get hold on. To, ben Roethlisberger might be a good comparison for a guy like Deshaun Watson. He holds onto the ball a ton, gets hit a bunch, um, kind of turns it over a little bit as well. But he'll throw five thousand yards, forty touchdowns, where. Dax, uh, hopefully I'm not screwing this up. <laughs> I'm going to go look up Dak's numbers real quick. But uh, I would say Dak turns it over less. Uh, Dak only threw 11 picks this year, but 30 touchdowns. He, he's only been a starter one more year than Deshaun has. It feels like he's two or three years older. So. Well, Deshaun only threw one more touchdown or one more interception, so uh, my comparison's already been debunked. I apologize. But uh, it just watching him, it seems like Deshaun Watson has a little it does. more – a big Ben type. Well, he doesn't. He, he doesn't have the offensive line that Dak does. Sure, absolutely. And now Deshaun doesn't have uh, the receiving core. Oh as no, well, which which Dak doesn't have a great receiving core either. Got uh, Amari. He, he does have Amari. Um, is Amari holding out, or was he a free agent? Or I forget. It's been so long since. Oh March. man, I, it feels like two years. You know. But one thing, the Chiefs, and I've said this for a long time. In a couple of years, they're going to have huge decisions to make for their football team because they just tied up pretty much everything into the quarterback, which yes. I don't blame them. But they got they got maybe a small window right now to win um, big, and then they're got to rebuild. But they got their quarterback and their franchise guy to rebuild around. But they're going to run into a problem just like Seattle did with their defense. Yes, and I've also heard mention that they could be shipping off Chris Jones yeah. just to save some money. And he's a big he's, piece of that defense. He's 
he's almost at the level of like an Aaron Donald type yes. player. Not that great. I've never seen a defensive tackle like him. He's their most important piece of their defense, um, too. But um, when you score points. You're right. I mean, you rarely see a team that's so balanced where they're scoring a ton of points and keeping guys from scoring. Um, and in today's NFL, I think you win with that kind of offense. Although the San Francisco 49ers uh, just went out with a – they had a good run game, but their defense was great, and uh, they about won it as well. So, But uh, in today's NFL, I think pay your quarterback, worry about everything else later. Well, you, I think you have to build your roster to score points. I think that's why you've seen teams yes. like Denver and even, even – I almost said Oakland – even Las <laughs> Vegas go get speed because they're trying to match what Kansas City's doing on offense because yes. they know to beat Kansas City, you got to score more than them. And when you play them twice Absolutely. a year, I mean – I mean, you can have great defense all you want, all mm-hmm. you want, but if you're scoring 22 points a game, yeah, you're not going like, to win too many games in today's yep, NFL. Yep. Uh, going back to Amari Cooper, he signed a five-year, hundred million dollar contract yep. extension to stay with the Cowboys. That's right, I do remember that. Now. I do as well. I apologize for not remembering. I'm mad at myself. For it's not been a long. So. 2020's been a long year, even though we're in but the at, seventh month of it. At the same time, it's going incredibly. I know fast. it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Um. But, uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes got paid big time, and it'll be interesting to see. Get uh, that money! The injury guarantees $140 million of the contract. Yeah, he blows out his knee, gets $140 million. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It was Bobby Bonilla Day. Uh, I, f- I forget what day last week. Last Friday, I believe. Yeah, I, I think it was Friday as well. Maybe Thursday, because Thursday fr- felt like a Friday. It seems like I was at work. Uh, who cares? Oh, July 1st is uh, – Yes. Wednesday. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, yep. You're right. You're uh, right. He is getting paid. What is it? One point three five or one point one three? Something like that. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, until but he's seventy two years old. Like two, isn't it two year two thousand thirty five or something like that? I think it's still like seventy two years old. Okay. Yeah, that was the dumbest. I mean, his his agent needs a raise times two. Yeah. You know. That was just. Yeah. One one point one nine million. It, it, it is until two thousand thirty five. So uh, once again, the J Man screws up his bat. It's all good, J Man. So that dude's. Uh, well, I'm, I mean, he signed a contract, so this is just that contract spread yeah. over a bunch of years. So he, he's getting the same amount of money. It's he wasn't just, even that great of a player. He was pretty good. I mean, yeah. he was good, but it, I mean, man, like, what were they thinking with that contract? Six-time All-Star. We've talked about him before on the podcast. Every year around that day because we bring it up. Three-time Silver Astonishing the, the contract hours. is. He, he played with a bunch of teams. Look yeah. at all those teams. He played with eight teams. Yeah. He was at his best with Pittsburgh. Well, the NBA is trying to come back, of course. Yeah. Uh, so is the NHL, who the players tentatively agreed today to start camp next week, um, a week from today on Monday, uh, training camp on the 13th, and then games on August 1st. But the NBA will be returning, but the Pacers will not have their best player in Victor Oladipo as he yes. decided to opt out and try to make sure his knee's healthy for next year. Smart move. Yeah, absolutely. You can't – I mean, he didn't opt out because of the pandemic. No. But after having that injury, uh, it was a pretty bad injury. I mean, injury. it's a quad tear. It used to ruin your yes. career. And he missed a bunch of the season, then came back for, I don't and know. He wasn't himself games. anyways. Was he back 15, 20 Sounds games? About right. And he wasn't himself. Um, and then taking this whole stretch off and trying then, to come back yeah. again. Uh, it's definitely smart. Yeah. You see a bunch of people ripping on athletes that are opting out, um, which well, is just of, idiotic. And I've seen Pacer fans nervous because next year's the last year of his contract. There's rumors that he wants to go play in Miami. Um, 
if that happens, it happens. I mean, we're just got to wait and see. Um, you know, he's called Indianapolis his city multiple times, wants to play his career there, so we'll, we'll see. But played 13 games. Um, I wouldn't call Adipo a superstar, though. I, I, I think they like they love him because he went to IU. Correct. Um, that that helps him. He, he's a good player. Don't Correct. get me wrong. I I, I don't know. I'm, I might get ripped for this, um, but I, I think he's a good number two player on the team. I don't, Absolutely. I don't think he's good enough to he's, be the main guy. He's not a guy that I would think be the main guy. He he's not as good as this player, um, but I kind of view him like a Jimmy Butler type. Yeah, um, he'd fit well with him in Miami. Because I don't think Jimmy Butler's a guy that's going to be the dude. Yeah. Um, on a championship squad, uh, he's with the Miami Heat. Yep. Um, he's averaging 20 points a game, uh, which is solid, and he's a good rebounder, good assist guy, but uh, I don't think he'll ever be the dude. Um, I'm trying to look at the Heat roster here real quick before you talk some golf. Only have 12 minutes left. Yes. Uh, they're 17 games over 500. Their second best player, and arguably their best player, is Bam Adebayo. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight guys averaging at least 11 points a game. Um, now I'm not sure how many of these guys are still on the roster because I know Justin Winslow's not. Justice Winslow's not, but uh, it's kind of who I compare him to. <clears throat> Pacers aren't going to win anything anyways. They're no. not a very good basketball uh, team. Or they're good enough to make the playoffs, but they're not good enough to even compete for the championships. So. Now with the virus and all that, um, it'll be a lot different for an NBA team than it would – a major league baseball team because NBA teams have what 14 15 players at tops if you have six guys catch it you're done you're die I don't know how they can just sign guys off the streets because I haven't heard anything about them having a taxi squad or no anything. I have not either so, so it'll be interesting but yeah. that was big news in the state of Indiana on Twitter over the past few days so yeah the golfing world had another tournament over the weekend the rocket Mor- rocket mortgage classic up in detroit the second year of that tournament saw bryson dechambeau come away with the win his first win since 2018 even though this makes his seventh tournament in a row he's finished in the top 10 <laughs> the dude's reshaped his body gained tons of muscle looks like money, a linebacker how much money has he made in that span a lot That's a lot of money so i think what he's doing is pay, paying off for him the way he's retooled his golf game retooled his body really um, and uh, now all of a sudden, not only did he win over the weekend, he's the favorite in the three majors this year in the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, and the Masters. I've, I've heard you talk about Bryson. For a while. Uh, for a while, but it just seems like he's a huge name, like overnight, just because of how long he hits the ball. Now he is. How far Yeah, he, he was, I mean, he was an NCAA champion out of SMU. He was a physics major. Always did things weird. I mm-hmm. mean, he loves science, loves physics, of course, like I just mentioned. So he's always trying to find a little advantage over his competition whether it's using a different putter than anybody using a compass which he can't use anymore putting a different style which he can't do that anymore the one style the side saddle he was doing um using a five degree driver like he is now building himself like a linebacker like he looks he's just always trying to find something just find an edge well what what he's found this time looks like it's working he averaged 350.6 yards off the tee this week which was just mind-blowing um I said to you earlier, I think I think he had uh, night, no, 16 drives that were over 350 yards. I was say, the I next closest was six. I could have 19 in a four-day stretch. But yeah. I, I was thinking one day. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. But uh, 
it's fun to watch him play. I mean, Matthew Wolf, uh, who he's a second-year guy out of Oklahoma State, only 21 years old. He was coming at Bryson down the stretch because Matthew had a three-stroke lead yesterday going into it, mm-hmm. into blowing it, which ties the largest lead blown on the PGA Tour this year wow. going to the, going the last day. Because usually that's a pretty comfortable lead for a pro, unless it's a major or something. But uh, Bryson caught up. Two or three holes, Wolf and him were already tied. Wolf was coming, got within one, but Bryson finished birdie, birdie, birdie mm-hmm. at the end yesterday, and that'll that'll do it. Golf hasn't had a villain in a while either. Yeah. And, uh, Patrick Reed kind of tried to be. Yeah, but he hasn't done a whole lot since no. he won his. Uh, He's more known for cheating, really. Yeah, um, that, that kind of makes But Bryson bad. says a lot of dumb things to the media. Doesn't like the camera catching him pouting because he does pout a lot. But all of a sudden, you're looking at a guy who's 26 year old. 26 years old has six tour victories now and like i said he's the majors favorite the favorite for the three uh, majors this year i mean hmm. and, and now he's hitting the ball just further than anybody on tour by a long shot i mean further than dustin johnson and further than brooks kepka and some of the bombers and it's working yeah i mean not only is he hitting it long he's hitting it straight um that's half the battle too that is uh, he has taken this week off i believe this week's a unique week, and unique two weeks in the PGA Tour. Both this week's tournament, which was a kind of a let's just hurry up and create a tournament because this was supposed to be the John Deere Classic. And Illinois said, no, we're not doing a PGA Tour. So Mirfield Village, which is holding the Memorial Tournament next week, one of golf's biggest non-majors, said, we will take this tournament. And they found a sponsor in the Workday, in Workday so it's the Workday Charity Open. So you're going to have the same golf course two weeks in a row, hold two different tournaments. And uh, next week was supposed to be the first week uh, or tournament with fans. And I said for weeks that it wasn't going to happen. And uh, I think you would always say, like, well, they say it's going to happen. So far, yep. And today they announced they were only going to let 8,000 into the gates next week, which is only 20% of what usually gets through. Um, But they just said with everything, Mm -hmm. how – how everything's going, they decide not to. Probably smart. Um, I wouldn't want to be there and wearing a mask in 90-plus degree heat. That'd be pretty uncomfortable uh, to stand out that long and watch hours of golf. But um, I think it's pretty safe to say I don't think we'll see any fans at any golf tournament in 2020, including the Masters in November, which would really be disappointing. If 8,000 were to be in, that'd still be 444 people a hole. Yeah, but they will not. they would not have seating out there. There was going to be no stands. Still. That's, Spread them out. That's still a lot of people. Yeah. But, uh, and I didn't read all into it. I'm sure they were finding ways to spread them out somehow, try to control. I don't know. I don't know. That's over my pay grade. But uh, Probably smart, though. Anyways, uh, Mirfield Village holding back-to-back tournaments. This week's tournament, they're going to make the course a little easier than they will next week for the Memorial. Your top 15 player power rankings. Number 15 is John Rahm. Number 14, Mark Leishman. Number 13, Cameron Champ. Number 12, Kevin Streelman. Number 11, Ricky Fowler. Uh, number 10, Victor Havlin. Hovland. Number 9, Matt Kuchar. Number 8, Matthew Wolf. Number 7, Xander Schauffele. Number 6, Gary Woodland. Number 5, Brooks Kepka. Number 4, Justin Thomas. Number 3, Patrick Cantley. Number 2, Justin Rose. And number 1, Hideki Matsuyama. Pretty nope. big names in there. No Rory. No uh, no Rory this week. Uh, Jordan Spieth, Jason Day, Patrick Reed, Colin Morikawa, and Phil Mickelson among those who are in the field that were not in the power rankings. Now, next week, we will see Rory. We will see Eldrick Tiger Woods make his return next week. Next week will be oh, the names and names will be there for the memorial. But uh, who are you going with this week? Give me the 13th. 
God, that's what I took last week. Um, sticking with it. Well, let's see here who that was because I just screwed this up and got out of it like I always do. Um, I think 13th was, I think it was Cameron Champ off the top of my head. Feel good about it. Yes, it was Cameron Champ. Beautiful. That wasn't my bucket because uh, I don't think I'm going to have a bucket this week. But the J-Man's Booker Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers, comp, and farm. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. Also contact him at travis.watchering at infb.com. I have one more on this day that's not sports-related. John Lennon met Paul McCartney today uh, in 1957. Pretty big meeting. It turned out all right. And I'm going with Ricky Fowler this week. I thought about Ricky. I thought he was actually 13. I thought he played well over the weekend. So um, He almost missed the cup, but yeah. he, he must have played well on Saturday and yeah, Sunday. Yeah, he played really well yesterday. So I think he ended up, I don't know what he ended up. It wasn't top 10, but it wasn't too far away. Ready for the birdie bogey again one more time? Yes. Okay. So, there's been 16 major leaguers to, who have hit 100-plus homers during the month of July. Two of the 16 played for the Cubs. One of them is fourth in career home runs in July, behind only Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth. Who is it? So, you said you didn't think I'd get it. Now, I'm double-guessing myself. So, that makes me think... Oh, man, I there's three guys. There's could, literally three people. Or, or maybe it's a very obvious answer, and I off. think that you're going to go with the non-obvious guy. I'm going to go with the not-obvious guy and say Billy Williams. No. Cripes. Who is it? Rafael Palomero. Oh, for you, jerk. With 117. I was thinking he was with the Cubs a long time. That was a trick question. Sammy Sosa had 108. Fred McGriff, 96. And Ernie See, Banks, 91. See, um, gotta pay attention to the details. Say, say the question again. I want to hear the details. You said former Cub. We're running out of time here. We have two minutes, three minutes. Uh, 16 major leaguers have hit 100 plus homers during the month of July. Two of the 16 on that list who have hit 100 plus played for the Cubs. Played for, yeah. See, you worded played. it. You worded it like they played. You, you should have said played at one time for the Chicago Cubs. Wham, wham. Now, in your defense, <laughs> I Palmera wouldn't even been in the stratosphere of my brain. Yep. Um, I was thinking Sosa, but the way you said it, man, it's way too obvious. Should have mm-hmm. said Sosa. Would have been a better guess. Would have been. Or Ernie Banks. At least Sosa hit over 100. <coughs> Fred McGriff and Banks a little under 100. Wouldn't even thought Fred McGriff either. He's on this show a lot. His name, for some reason, comes I know, up a lot. But I always forget he's with the cut. Wrap us up there, J-Man, for episode 190. We're only 10 away from 200. Yes, sir. Thanks for watching slash listening to the Tan and J-Man show. We were live on the ISC Sports Network as well as their free ISC Sports Network app. Go download it today. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Noble Dome LLC, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent, Insurance Agent Travis Watchering, The Dam Landing, and Performer Print House. Hope you guys have a great rest of the week, everybody, and we'll be back at it next Monday.